What's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> the following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good! Hey, huh? Private Venditti. Oh, hi, Sarge. How you holding up there, kid? Oh, not so good, Sarge. I don't know how much more of this I can take. Uh, yeah. The smell, it's driving me crazy. Yeah, it's starting to get to me, too, so you're not alone on this. Can't you do something about it? All right, hold on. Hey, Silverman. Yeah, what is it? You're just going to keep frying those eggs? Some of us are on a diet, you know. Oh, sorry, Sarge. Sorry about that. Uh, you sure uh, you guys don't want any? You got plenty of it. No. Silverman, we told you before, Venditti and I are on a diet. We got to fit into these combat fatigues, and we're trying to support each other on a New Year's mm. resolution. So to stop trying to screw it up for us, all right? All right, all right. Your loss. Uh, Rollins. Yeah. You wanted uh, over easy with paprika and garlic, right? Yo, you put shallots in there like I asked? But of course. Word up. Oh, man, that was awful. He was using butter and everything. Yeah, yeah, I know, Venditti. Sometimes these guys can be so inconsiderate. So, uh, Sarge. Yeah, Venditti. What do you think the enemy's up to? I don't know. We haven't heard a peep out of him for days. It's kind of unnerving, the silence. That's the worst part of combat, you know. When you can't hear them. You know they're over there, though. Right beyond that ridge. What makes you so sure? Years of experience teaches you a few things there, kid. Call it soldier's instinct. That and that big banner they put up that said enemy headquarters right here. Yeah, I guess that was a bit of a giveaway, wasn't it? You know, Venditti, the moments like this, these are the times that are the worst. Worse in combat, as far as I'm concerned. Waiting, watching for a sign, wondering what the enemy is going to do next. Drives me crazy. All I know is it's quiet. Too quiet. Oh, well, I can fix that. Hold on. Huh? What the? What are you doing? Hey, hey, hey! What is that? Go, Sarge! Ah! Oh, look at that one! Hey, kid, stop that! Hey, is that bad, Sarge? No, no, it's not better! Hey! Are you crazy? I figured that's the middle of the Turn that off! Come on! Ah! Hey! Hold it! What are you doing? Give me that! Turn that off! Give me, give me that! What's Turn that thing off! Here! Wait, wait, wait. Give me that! What are you, crazy kid? Well, you Ugh. said it was too quiet, Sarge. Why don't you just go ahead and tell them where we are? Why don't you just wake them up and tell them right where we hey. are? Hey, Polanski. What's the matter with you? We're trying to sleep over here. Oh, nice going, kid. Uh, sorry about that harm. We were just, the kid here was fooling around. Let's just go back to sleep. Uh-uh, not this time, Polanski. We put up with entirely too much American stupidity from you people. You want your frying eggs all night long and making quilting songs in the middle of the night. Not this time. You cross line now. Okay, payback time, Borowski. Okay, turn fans on, what? boys. Let him have it. Fans? What is he talking about, fans? What? What are they... That's speed, sir. Okay, down, sir. Hey, so, Sarge. The, oh, oh. There's, there's smoke coming this way. Venditti, hold your breath. Whatever you do, don't oh. breathe in. Oh. Oh, oh my God, Sarge. Oh, no. It can't be. Oh, no. They're, no. They're, they're... <laughs> That's right. We make him bark instead oh. of fish oh. diet, boy. No, 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 no. no. Hey, American oh. Battalion. We make a big Chinese feast. Grab beer and come on over.
Hey, you heard him, Sarge. He's making Szechuan. Come on. Damn no, straight. No, 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 no. That food is fattening. It's full of grease. It's a trap. It's a trap. Come back. Sarge, that's it. I can't take it anymore. I'm going over there. No, no, Venditti. No, no. The diet. The diet. The resolution. Venditti. No. Oh. War is hell. September 22nd, 2005. You're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Save some of that for me! Hello and welcome back to... Excuse me, hold on. Ah, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> welcome back to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, and this is the show for September 22nd, which I believe places us right around the autumnal equinox, if I'm not mistaken. Was that yesterday or today? You know, I can never tell. Maybe someone can explain to me why the calendar always differs on those things. Anyway, I'm flying solo this week. I'm here to deliver the comedy and deliver the goods, or whatever that means. So uh, we're going to kick it right off uh, with the usual fake ads and all that other stuff and just to kind of drive along on the comedy highway. So uh, let's begin, shall we? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is proudly brought to you by the Quad Star production picture of Dustin Hoffman in Loman, Death of a Salesman Part 2, The Revenge. Also brought to you by Broadside Barn Stage Productions and their mounting of the smash hit musical Stone, the first musical based on Shirley Jackson's The Lottery. And also brought to you by the 2005 Renaissance Festival. This Saturday on the main stage entertainment field of the Renaissance Festival, we are proud to present the Elizabethan Jugglers at 1 p.m. At 2 p.m., the Ball Drop Jugglers. At 3, Jugglers for the King. At 4, the Nightsmith Jugglers. And at 5 p.m., the internationally renowned Greensleeves Madrigal Society. The only magical society in America comprised entirely of professional jugglers. On Thursday night, the Strange Brew Feminist Collective Coffee Shop is hosting a poetry slam. If you would like to contribute to the Poetry Slam, this week's subject matter is men and all their evil ways. Just like last week's subject matter. And according to this, the subject matter for all the Poetry Slams for the foreseeable fall and winter season. For the non-masochistic men that evening, directly after the Poetry Slam, Strange Brew will be hosting the Iron John bi-monthly man's meeting. Drum and talking stick will be provided, and the subject of this month's meeting will be, just because we're sensitive, it doesn't mean we're fruity followed directly by a meeting of the Minnesota Radical Fairy Collective with their topic, Oh Honey, Let's Not Kid Ourselves. Saturday, all engulfing waters of Christ Baptist Church will be hosting a creation seminar. This week's seminar deals explicitly with scientific evidence of an earth older than the Bible says it is and is entitled, God's fucking with your head, so just deal with it, sinner. At the firehouse. Excuse me, sir. Yes? Are you Jerome Coiner? Yeah, that's me. Yes, well, you can come right in, please. Cool. Uh, right in here, please. Okay. Uh, right over there. All right. Thank you. I just have a seat. Okay. Wow, dude, you have a really nice office. Oh, well, thank you very much. Those motivational posters uh, come with the place, or you have to shell out for those? Well, they were freebies, but I only use them to cover up the cracks in the plaster. Cool, utilitarian. Hmm. Well, anyway, according to your job application here, Jerome, you say you'd like a job with us as a courier. Oh, yeah, totally. I want to be, a, be like the guy who drives around and mm. delivers the packages mm. to the people downtown. You yes. know, just like Kevin Bacon and Quicksilver. Only on a car and not a bike. 
You know, Jerome, you're probably the first person I've ever met who referenced that particular Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, well, it's my business to know all the movies because I'm a film major. Really? Well, it's not exactly a credited course, but it, it's not exactly a course. It's I just watch a lot of movies. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I just have a few routine questions here for you, Jerome. Okay, cool. Uh, number one, how is your driving record? Oh, my driving record is totally sweet. It's got, like, Radar Love by Golden Earring on it. I had Hot Rod Lincoln by Commander Cody. And uh, what else did I put I on I meant it? your safety record. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, I understand. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, I'm totally clean. I've never been given any kind of ticket. I've never been in a car accident. When I'm out, I keep my mind on my driving and my hands on the wheel. So uh, no speeding tickets? Nope. Uh, no, uh, no traffic violations nope. of any kind? Mm-mm. You were never caught driving under the influence of anything? Oh, no, I would never, man. If I'm at a party, I just stay at home and watch a lot of movies. All right. Uh, do you have your own car? I sure do. It's a 1981 Volkswagen Jetta. Really? Yep. It's kind of an old car, isn't it? Yeah, but you got to see it, man. It's like brand new, and it's only got a 1,000 miles on it. How is that possible? Well, it was my dad's car, uh, but he never drove it. At all? No, no, listen, it was cool. Back in 1981, my dad was just getting out of college, and he needed a new car. So he went out and he bought a brand new Volkswagen Jetta, and then he drove it home and put it in the garage, and he forgot he bought it, and he went out the next day and bought a different brand new car, and he totally forgot he had the car. He forgot he bought a car? Yeah, yeah, and so what happened was about six months ago, we were going through his garage looking for his vintage Marshall amplifiers so we could sell them on eBay, and like we totally found the car. Uh-huh. So I said, like, you have like a brand new car, that's so cool, and he said, well, you can have the car because I've already got one. So I got like a brand new car, except it was, you know... 24 years old. Your uh, your dad was a stoner in college, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, weird. Did you know him? No, I, I just sort of gave it an intuitive guess there. Wow, that's spooky, man. That was pretty accurate. What, what gave it away? Well, Jerome, did you ever hear the saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Well, yeah, but what always bothered me about that was what if the apple tree was on the side of a really steep hill? Jerome, if we should hire you, some of the packages you'd be delivering would be rather valuable, so does your car come equipped with an anti-theft device? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, good. And what kind would that be? A cheese wheel. I beg your pardon? Yeah, I keep this huge wheel of gorgonzola cheese right on my passenger seat in plain view. I figure, like, a thief would look into my car on a really hot day like yesterday, and they'd be like, I'm not going in that car because it's going to smell like gorgonzola cheese, and so, like, no one's ever broken into my car, so it works. Doesn't it make your car smell like cheese? No, no, that's the beauty of the plan, see, because it's fake. Fake? Yeah. When I was in high school, I used to work at Cheesyville's Cheese Farms over at the Rose Commons Mall. And, like, when I got out of there, they gave me, like, fake display cheese as a going-away present. Uh-huh. And that very afternoon, I hatched my brilliant anti-theft plot with the cheese wheel. I put it on the front seat of my 79 Dodge Diplomat, and I've never had anyone break into my car, ever. Yes, but if they did break into your car, wouldn't they realize it didn't smell like cheese? Yeah, so I bought this cheese spray that I spray inside my car. Whew, it's really raunchy in there. Jerome, it's pretty clear from this interview that you're industrious, honest, forthright, and you like to think outside the box. Oh, thank you. I hate that. Oh. Not to mention the fact that these traits completely disqualify you for this sort of corporation who's filled with mindless drones who just do what they're told. Oh. But I've decided to hire you anyway because my management denied me a Christmas bonus last year and I'm brimming with spite. Oh, cool. Congratulations and welcome aboard, Jerome. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, can I... Can I ask how much I'm going to be making an hour? You're going to be making twelve fifty an hour there, Jerome. Cool. In no time at all, you'll be able to afford a real wheel of cheese for your car. Oh, sweet. It was raining again in Hollywood. Only this time the rain was made of pure lead. Metal. 
bullets. A rain of bullets was headed my way as I camped out underneath the Hollywood sign. Wait, it's a... Uh, no, wait, it's a rain of fire and a... There's a hail of bullets. Alright, wait a minute. Alright, either way, I was caught behind a storm of lead. Yeah, that one works. I'll use that. I was caught behind a storm of lead under the Hollywood sign and been blown through with so many holes it looked like a Swiss cheese festival. I was pinned down by a good 20 or 30 assailants. Couldn't get a good look at any of them in particular. But I didn't know they were all dressed the same. That was unusual. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. This is Hollywood, after all. Besides, get used to seeing some pretty strange things if you work the cop beat. Culled from the files of the L.A. Police Department, and then thrown in the trash and rewritten from scratch, we now present Cop Beat. It ended almost as suddenly as it began. Suddenly the gunfire had stopped. And there was no trace and no sound, except for the crickets. It was as if they had never fired at me at all. Well, except for the bullet holes everywhere. The Hollywood sign had seen better days. I figure a few coats of paint and some major repair and would be back to new in no time. But who were these guys? Where did they come from? What did they have to do with that little creep who had given me the information? My name's Frank Melman. I work for Homicide, LAPD. I've been investigating the death of a famous art gallery owner. He was a specialist in surrealism whose body was found in his own gallery, a gallery with no windows and no doors. Whoever got him was a pro, and what's more, was somehow connected to the surrealism. And this may not have been the first gallery owner to die in this way, but in order to answer these questions, I had to get off this hill. And I wasn't sure how I was going to do that. Were those guys still there? An hour ago, an informant gave me some information that seems to have put me on the right track, and then I found myself under more gratuitous gunfire than a Michael Bay movie. Hey, I sure hope you guys aren't tired. I can still pull off a few shots, you know. Nothing. It's as if they were never there. Who were they? Why were they all dressed the same? I decided those questions could wait. I was going to run back to my car and hightail out of here. I ran along the front of the Hollywood sign. Oh, but as soon as I got to the end, they were there. They were everywhere. I never even saw them come out of the darkness, surrounding me. Men in black, with bowler hats on, silent, staring. You guys are still here, huh? Well, hope you're ready for more, because there's plenty more where that came from. It was a bluff. I was totally out of bullets. But they didn't move. They had me dead to rights, but they just stood there staring at me. What were they waiting for? Just a few minutes ago, they'd been blasting up the hillside trying to get me. Now nothing. They just stare. Those eyes. Completely unnerving. Suddenly the crowd parted. One of them stepped forward. I presume he was the leader. Well, good. If I was going to go down, at least I was going to get some questions answered but I never got a chance to ask them. When he stopped, I found myself staring face to face with a man who had no face. Or rather, he had a face, but it was completely obscured by a green apple. I kept trying to look around the edges, but I couldn't see anything. Just the apple. The bowler hat. The red tie. I started to get dizzy. The men seemed like they were falling. Falling. I, I couldn't hold on to it, even though it was night that the sky was lit up in blue, but everything was dark around me. And then I heard it. 
Hollywood sign finally gave up the ghost right on top of me. When I came to, I found myself back in the hospital. I've been here so often lately that I have my own special room. And once again, Dr. Covington was hovering over me. Once again, I see you are awake, you insanely silly detective. You you are very lucky to be alive again, Melman. Do you say that to everybody who comes through this hospital, Dr. Covington? As a matter of fact, I do. I say that to all my patients because it makes them feel special and as if they have been on a very, very exciting adventure with men shooting at them and guns and large things falling on them. But in your case, it just makes me angry. What happened out there, Doctor? Well, the last two letters of the Hollywood sign fell over on top of you. And I must say the Governor Schwarzenegger is none too pleased about this. The last two letters of the Hollywood sign, huh? But that'll look unique on your medical report there, Doctor. Not really. I just put down that you OD'd. <laughs> Whoa. That was really bad, even for you, Dr. Covington. <laughs> well, one of the perks of being a doctor is that people are usually on so much drugs and painkillers they find anything funny, and then they laugh and pull their stitches. <laughs> it brings out both my comedic and my sadistic side. I like it very much. Well... Give it to me straight, Doctor. How bad am I? Bad? Well, you're not bad at all. You can leave any time you want. Why am I hooked up to all this equipment, then? Oh, you're not hooked up to it. We just store it in here. I see. Well, in that case, Doc, I'm gonna hightail it out of here. I gotta track down a bunch of identically addressed, identical-looking assassins whose leader has an apple for a face. Would you care for a free defibrillation before you go? Yeah, sure, why not? All right, hold your shirt up for a moment. Oh, you mean like this? Okay, and... and, uh, just put it down Clear! Oh, 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 that's better than coffee, isn't it, though? Next time on Cop Beat. Oh, 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 man, I have got to get the home version of this. All right, all right, give that back for you become an addict, you silly, silly men. And thank you so much for listening. I have been your host and your comedy writer and performer, etc., etc., etc. Kyan Chris Conroy. I can be reached at techdiff at tcinternet.net or at techdiff.com where you can leave a, uh, a comment for me. <clears throat> As usual, I'll send you over to nosewatertokyo.com for cool gifts. Please listen to my wife's podcast, uh, Uncomfortable Questions, over at uh, suegrandies.libsyn.com. Check out our video podcast. Uh, that would be Channel Surfing Wipeout. You can find this and Uncomfortable Questions over at iTunes, along with Technical Difficulties. That's chansurfwipe.libsyn.com. And um, also listen to Strange Brain Radio and Wanda Wisdom and, and, you know, support podcasting and have a good time. And I have nothing else to add for that, uh, add to all of this, except uh, to say, well, happy autumn. And please tune in again and listen to me next week, and I'll be back with more. Thank you, and good night. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle, wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.